Ah. Ugh. Scotty, after last week, yeah, it was exhausting. We did an actual interview. We had to talk to a real person. We had to fly all the way to Scotland to do it. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, we couldn't get GMT for shit, yeah. so we just actually had to be there. Mm-hmm. So this week, I think, let's bring back an old favorite. Oh, um, okay. By that, I mean a podcast that only slightly more people listen to than this one. Okay. But I think is a really great premise because I've called up our old friend Jim Murphy to do a horrible premise. Oh, and, snap. Yeah. And a horrible premise is the name of the show. And in case anyone is wondering, that's just Yeah. Yeah. So But wait, Jim's not here. We need Jim. We need some sort of magical Also, Jim, whenever you want to do a fucking intro, feel free. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing an intro to this, honestly, quite you frankly. Have, it's your show, you motherfucker! I, it's technically your show. <laughs> this is true. I never was good at intros before. I don't know why you think I'd do them now. <clears throat> I make Scotty do it now. It's been too long. I ain't got a... It's been too long since I got on the horse, man. I've... I don't have anything. I lost my bell. I lost everything. I got well, I got no words, man. No more premises. Well, you're expecting me to do the intro, and, like, I'm now seeing Jim and Blake, so now I'm like, welcome to Opposite Attraction. Fuck. Welcome to Alone <laughs> Viet. No, that's not it. Fight Voice, maybe? No. no. I can, I can kind of wing with that. Yeah. <laughs> But now this is a horrible premise. The show that w- makes people make shows. <laughs> yeah, that was the well, thing I never came up with a good thing. He's your host, Jim Murphy. I'm Scotty Moore, joined as always by the sexy boy, but he's not your boy toy, Blake Tanner. <laughs> Just mix ah, them all together. Ah. Um, wait, was that the intro? Yeah. Yeah, what, Jim, what We're the gonna, fuck is this show? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna play a game, a game I haven't played in over a year. Uh, that is, that game is seven minutes in heaven. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Only a year? Jim, you're married. <laughs> uh, she can only handle me for eight minutes at a time, so I have to just bring it down ten percent. Okay. Eight minutes a year. <laughs> Like Santa. Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, this... So, how how are we going to play this? Uh, uh, This game is called A Horrible Premise. It's a show I used to do a long time ago in the olden times. Back when audio editing was not a thing I was good at. Unlike now, where I'm still not good at it, but it sounds slightly better. Yeah. Uh, And basically, I... um, I force people to come up with bad television show pitches by giving them... Uh, even worse titles of shows that I just come up with off the top of my head, and uh, keywords that they then use in the premise of the show. I think okay. it'll make sense when we get into it <clears throat> better. Okay, and we're actually going to bring you in, which you you only you did once or twice, but we're going to bring you in and force you to also make shows. <laughs> because we couldn't find a real third person. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I only I only got titles for two people, so I'm hoping that's all I well, needed to do. 
No, it's all right. Me and Blake will just improv some shit, and that will be what you have to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you take the first word of the... T- you take the first word of the title for the first person, and the last word of the title for the second person, and that's your title. Okay. And then your favorite soda. Yes, yes. My, my. <clears throat> so are you ready for this, then? Yes. I've Of all of the times that we've done this show, I've never been ready for it, so let's go. <laughs> and yet you do so well that I can remember. I died one time by a laser that was a, a dick, I think. That I think that was Scotty. It was lasers from a dick. Thank you very much, Jim. All right, bring it on. Okay, so, uh, Scotty, I know you're going to like this, because I had an idea for, like, or actually, no, I think I'll skip that till the second round. Actually, <laughs> I'll skip that till the second round. Uh, your title is Parade of Secrets. Okay. Ooh. The, the third national treasure film. <laughs> Um, your, uh, your three keywords, and of course you could either swap that title out or one of the words. I didn't mention that before. Uh, your first keyword is ice. Okay. Uh, your second, uh, word is dad. Okay. Ice dad. <laughs> uh, your third word is preach. Preach. Okay. Mm. Preach. All right. Ice dad, the preacher of Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm Ice Dad the Preach. Okay, um, let's see. Blake, your title is uh, No Spell Motel. Okay. (laughs) I need to get a timer up on my thing because I don't have one. Uh, Your words are travel. Okay, fits with the motel theme. Yes. Uh, Run. And wet. Oh boy, that's a trio. <laughs> All right, and Jim, your title that I had prepared beforehand and definitely <clears throat> didn't just improv is Papa's Sweet Creamery. Lord. Your keywords are jungle, crack, and gentleman. <laughs> For some reason, I think that Scotty and Jim have very different methodologies on creating (laughs) titles for this show. Alright, and our five minutes begin now. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, while these boys come up with their pitches, let me remind you to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up merch for all your favorite BS Network programs. From a load of BS to opposite attractions, even Fight Boys has merchandise over there on merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Catch the wave. Is that a thing we say? Catch the wave? No? Oh, sorry. Alright, who wants to go first? Don't everybody jump at once. Don't everyone (laughs) jump at once at that offer. It's perfectly fine. Okay, I guess I'll start. So... Gentlemen, as is tradition, as is tradition, I will begin. Um, so, you know, Gordon Ramsay, he's fixed a lot of things. He's fixed restaurants, he's fixed hotels, but this summer, 
he's going to fix hearts on True TV's new show, Parade of Secrets, wherein Gordon goes from city to city to help couples fix their failing marriages or just normal relationships by forcing them, locking them in a dark, dark room with them for two hours where oh, they Lord. must reveal all of their deepest secrets. Actually, no, 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 no. Since it is a parade, he, they're put in the shame cart, which is, of <laughs> course, a large Pope Mobile-esque vehicle where they sit in the back in a glass case, which can be, have eggs thrown at, and <sighs> their secrets are aired to the world as they drive around their city. Uh, I remember the, when I got put in the shame cart. The shame cart. Episode one, uh, he does hope that all of the, the revelations of these saucy secrets will melt their icy hearts. That's, uh, that's his catchphrase, because he's so used to kicking sauce in the kitchen, but now the se- the real sauce is the uh, secrets. And so episode one, there's a mom and dad of seven children, and it, it's really, it's not left no room for love between them, because they're having to give it to the kids. And then the biggest secret revealed is the fact that the mother never knew that each of their seven children were from different mothers. That's right, he's been (laughs) cheating on her the whole time. Dang. And staging elaborate false pregnancies (laughs) to somehow get her to believe she's having a baby. And even going so far as to pay off the doctor to pull out the baby from her. Oh, not actually putting it back in like you know just reaching down and pulling out she's just like I always wondered why it was so easy for them to pull them out <laughs> they always say pregnancy would hurt but I mean I didn't feel nothing I just thought they numbed me up real good uh, other episodes include that uh, he helps a young couple the husband has a devastating mattress addiction she always thought he was cheating. Turns out he just goes to those shady mattress places and just fucking lays on them for hours at a time. Tears their marriage nearly apart, but Gordon fixes it. How he always does, swearing at them very loudly. He's like, get off the fucking mattress! Craig! Craig, what are you doing, man? Like, he's even trying to force the fucking shame cart to stop at a mattress, Max. He's like, there's one right there, please! <laughs> He's like, you don't need the pissing mattress, Craig. And then, of course, there was the only case he wasn't able to fix. Actually, it's not he wasn't able to fix this. It just became an unairable episode because it was between a wife and her husband who was a preacher. And his secrets were actually, uh, let me, I'm looking at my notes, unable to be revealed to the general public. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Due to interference from the entire Catholic Church. But other than that one episode... Gordon Ramsay's back, baby, and he is ready to put on a parade of secrets. Um, I want to suggest that the shame cart is a WrestleMania ring cart. <laughs> Wait, and, hold on. Uh, Do you mean like WrestleMania three? Where three? Just yeah, the- yeah, because I want Gordon Ramsay to be dressed like Bobby the Brain Heenan in the white and gold tuxedo. I thought you meant a giant wrestling ring. That way, if it ever got too heated, they could just fucking put it down in the ring. Um. Now, my question is, 
Is this going to be like Kitchen Nightmares, where if you actually go back and read up on what happens to most of these cases <laughs> afterwards, the, the restaurants actually do end up closing down? 100% the divorce rate the divorce rate for every couple on this show is 75%. Mattress Mike got his dick hair stuck in a box spring. Spent four months in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mike. Never two, was the same after that. The two from the first episode were actually devoured by their children when they thought them <laughs> sleeping meant they were dead. And much like a pack of dogs after you die, devoured them in their no. sleep. Oh, and the priest got murdered in prison. Yes. <laughs> Alright, who's up next, baby? Okay, I got this. Okay. Y'all ready to take a little drive down to a place that I like to call the No Spell Motel? Oh, yeah. It's the newest Netflix original series that's coming just in time for Halloween. You see... Kevin and Marie are a newly married couple. They're traveling along the highways of the United States. They're doing a little bit of cross-country tour, just trying to find themselves. And they come upon this nice little motel in Pacific Northwest. And right on the, on the front, a strange sign that just says, No Spell Motel. Hmm. Little do they know that they and all the other guests are about to be trapped and forced to play six spelling-related games for their lives and their freedom. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> you see, Ernest, the hotel owner and manager, he's not your typical old soft-style serial killer, but he's pretty damn close, except for the spelling obsession. Um... What he does is he gasses all of the residents of his hotel whenever he gets a bunch of people staying. He drugs them, binds them up, and then he sets one of them in a fun little game that he's decided to play. And he set, makes everyone else watch. For example, uh, Tommy Wilson, the first to get killed. And this happens, like, every episode. So you get a little bit of, um... Like, interaction between the characters. Maybe they try to escape. Maybe you see some flashbacks of their lives and kind of like how they led up to this point. Oh, But I, then... I thought you meant the beginning of every show has Tommy Wilson getting murdered in a Tommy, different way. Poor Tommy Wilson died 12... Di no, Tommy's just the first victim. Because, you see, he finds himself strapped to a chair in the middle of the motel swimming pool. And, um, he's forced to just spell some words. And every time he tries to stop, or he doesn't want to spell anything, a little bit of water gets dumped on him. A few gallons here, a few there, until the very end, you hear Ernest's voice coming over the loudspeaker, and he asks him to spell weather. Well, problem with Tommy, he thinks it's pretty easy. He spells the wrong form of weather... <laughs> He hears the no. buzzer, and then the pool fills up and he drowns. <laughs> so this dude's just like pulling the spell fork, F-O-R-K, say it twice, fork, fork, say, what, and then goes the whole thing, <laughs> what do you eat soup with, a spoon, or a fork? You're fucking wrong, Tommy, whoosh. Yep, because that's the thing, you find out pretty quickly in this show, there is no escape. Um... For example, you've also got uh, 
for every mistake that Mandy and her mother Janice make trying to spell different uh, words related to the, um, what is it, the, uh, the logging business. Well, <laughs> for every word they get wrong, one of their fingers gets cut off on a table saw. They just kind of get pulled further into it. Their hands are just strapped and chained onto uh, the table. And every now and again, it just they come a little bit closer to the saw. A little bit closer. And, um, you know, then they end up just, like, getting killed or something. I don't know. I worked out all the details. <laughs> they uh, did. <laughs> they did. Uh, however, this pretty much centers around Kevin and Marie, these newlyweds, trying to escape. But our season finale... They're running through the woods after they somehow uh, break free of their bonds, break out of the motel. This is the first time you actually leave the motel. It's not in a flashback. They're running through the woods, and they find a small little gas station um, a little ways down the road. And as they go up to go inside, they see everyone that's kind of uh, just congregated around a television kind of watching whatever's on, like they're super interested in it, turns around to reveal, and you hear the voice of uh, Ernest saying, All right, now you two, a simple one this time, spell hopeless, as they turn to reveal that their entire plight has been broadcast to the everyone like in the local area, and this is just a sick game that this small little town plays on people. Oh, shit. Okay, I've got a few questions. One, Ernest is definitely Ernest P. Worrell, and is played by the ghost of Jim Varney, right? <laughs> hey, Earl, spell dead. All right, Vern. Hey, Ver- hey, I got something for you, Vern. Tonight we're gonna be spelling nothing but uh. Snow-related stuff, yeah. Snow-related. No, I love the idea that he can't spell personally, so every time he's just like, that's not how you spell dead, it's D-E-D, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't no way. Every man, time he, be... he cuts them girls' fingers off and he just looks at the camera and goes, <laughs> I can't do it, I can't do it. But he makes that face. Alright, uh... Is it is it episode one or the end uh, season finale where you finally get Tori Spelling to guest star on this show? Um, I think <laughs> it depends on how uh, if this show takes off. It'll definitely be after the first season because I think this continues on for a while. Right. Okay. I think we've got a couple of seasons in us at least. And that's the No Spell Motel. No Spell Motel. This summer, murder is spelled with a silent U. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Y'all want to spell some murder? Some murder? Murder. Yeah. Alright, Vern, I got something for you. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving them words that don't exist. Spell. <laughs> Alright, Jim, you're up, buddy. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Papa's Sweet Creamery, coming soon to Spice, the cooking channel after dark. <laughs> this is uh, this is the story of a half-strip club, half-bakery called Papa's Sweet Creamery, where a, uh, a, a chef and his nine daughters live as he tries to keep them off the pole and back in the kitchen. 
Oh, Lord. Oh, no. They, they have names like candy, sugar, honey, other other uh, food-based uh, 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 stripper names that I can't remember or come up with. <laughs> and uh, one day they are visited by uh, Jungle Jake Waters, a, a pimp and stadium food chef who is trying to lure <laughs> the girls away. To uh, work in, uh, to, to basically, in, basically into the world of Cracker Jack and hand jobs. Cracker Jack and hand jobs. <gasps> so now their father must try to uh, basically lure Jungle Jake into the family business to keep his daughters safe, and to try to make Jake into more of a uh, uh, a regular everyday gentleman. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's all I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I think we have a lot of room to expand on this. Yeah. Like, you got a whole, um, because I really enjoyed where you're going with this. It's <laughs> like, oh, we're not going to fight Jungle Jake. We're going to show him what it means to be a real gentleman in this business. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like, like if the Hallmark Channel and uh, Lifetime and, like, uh, sh- like, Skinamax had a baby. This is a channel this would be on. I just love the fact that they don't want to fight him. They want a pretty woman, this motherfucker, and turn, turn him into a real gentleman of this. Well, see, I think that Papa's comes in. And he's well, like, they know he's a really good chef, so why wouldn't they want him in their bakery? Right. Yeah, he's, he's just like, also he just also wears feather boas and is an obvious pimp. You know, I see something in this young man. Something uh, he can. Cook. I'm thinking yeah, we but... could have him played by Hulk Hogan. In a chef's hat. Like Pasta Mania Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right, brother. Today, I'm going to show you how to wear suits and ties and bake like a goddamn king. <laughs> um, now, I, 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 I want to question the term obvious pimp until I remembered one time I was walking in Atlanta and I looked over and went, well, that's obviously a pimp. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I got the idea in my head. You, I didn't know. I had no idea that you met the Godfather. That's really yeah. All right, uh, Jim. It's time for round two, buddy. Round dose. Yeah. So this is my idea for round two. I decided I've, I did this once before, like really early on. Uh, instead of giving like real titles, I just gave. Um, Oh, uh, what is the word for? Oh, uh, you'll know, you'll figure it out. Uh, basically, Scotty, your title is VIP. Actually, no, wait, no, I skip that. Your title is OPP because of our other show. Okay, I'm down with <laughs> OPP. Oh, it's acronyms. That's the word. Yeah, yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, you can basically make it mean whatever you want. Okay. I, I don't think you want a replacement of that, do you? No, no, no. I'm good. Uh, you're, you're. Oh God, damn it! I wrote this down. Your words are glue and balls. <laughs> Okay, lends well to the OPP situation. Yeah, I'll give Blake VIP. All right. Uh, Your words are shock and pest. Okay. Okay, shit. Can I add a word to the end of your title, like division? (laughs) If you want to. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, your acronym slash title is C-U-M Division. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and your words are Dodge and Ram. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. So we've got OPP, VIP, and the cum division. <laughs> and our time starts now. All right, gumshoes, now that the boys are making their second pitch of the day, it's time for me to make a pitch to you. A pitch to go to audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. That's right, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, gumshoes, for your iPhone, Android, or wherever you listen to things. That's right, to get your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. Okay, so I'm going to hell for mine. Jim, you want to go first? <laughs> okay, um, I will go first. Um, the CUM Division is the name of my show, as weird as that sounds. Uh, it, uh, it takes place in Dodge City, Kansas. And uh, is centered around the uh, the police force uh, starting a, a a division of their uh, of their force called the CUM division. The problem is nobody that runs the force knows what those letters mean. <laughs> <laughs> so every episode's an hour long, and it jumps back and forth between three groups. Uh, the first group is the uh, children understanding math division. Okay. <laughs> so it's essentially a group of police officers go to the school uh, and tutor uh, kids on the football team, the aptly named Dodge Rams, the Dodge City Rams. Okay. <laughs> so basically they're trying to keep them on the field so they can like win the state title or whatever you wish to do there. The, uh, the second group uh, that you follow is the, uh, the Crimes Using Meth Division. Okay. Because th- this is a very rural part of Kansas, and so... <laughs> So it's um, literally just like that. It's kind of like one of those like Northwoods Law shows where they just like show up, or like a cops where they just show up in people's yards, and it's 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 more played like a Reno nine one one. Okay. So that's that's the second section, and then the third section is called the Creating Useless Materials Division, which is essentially the a group of police find old video equipment and they go around and make B roll for no discernible purpose. <laughs> okay. All right. They're just literally going like, what are we filming today? And then they just make it up and then they just go film stuff. So it's like, it's almost like a documentary of them trying to make video. And then at the end of every episode, like that's how they bring them all together is they show them the video they made and to the other people in the force and nobody knows what the hell they're doing, (laughs) but they don't know how to tell them not to do it because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing either. Okay, so essentially you've got you've made three TV shows at one. All it's, of- it's kind of like a it's like a combination. Like I I feel like the way it would work would be like a Parks and Rec sort of a thing <laughs> where like, but it, they literally don't know what the hell's going on with each other. Well, what I love about it is it works for every age group. You've got the Blues Clues math show for the kids. You've got the Law and Order SVU kind of show for the middle aged people. Or no, I guess for the older group, because old people love SVU, and then for, like, the young to middle-aged group, you've got, like, how it's made, but you don't know what the fuck they're making. (laughs) Really something for everyone. The problem was, I was going to do a fourth one, a cooking show, but since I already did the cooking thing last time, I did not think you wanted to watch the cold utter meat division. 
god. Oh, is that where they only use udder meat? Absolutely. I was gonna say, but cold only udder. the best. Cold, cold udders just make instant cold milk. That's gotta be fucking <laughs> delicious. Okay, so that's Blake. Do you have any questions for the cum division? <laughs> no, I'm I'm loving it. By the way, Cum Division is my favorite 80s alt-rock band. Yeah, I think Nick Offerman would be good for this show. Mm-hmm. As, he like, the to... head of the... He'd be the head of the force, but even he... And he would understand that they have no idea what's going on, but he doesn't care as long as he gets paid. Mm-hmm. All right, I've been watching your videos, and it appears you've... Well, I, I don't know. I think they're making possibly a Tootsie Roll in this one. I'm not sure. I saw chocolate added at the beginning. What what are the rest of you doing? Two plus two is four. All right, you've done very well. And you, we br- we busted a meth dealer earlier today. Well, you did right. your job. You did your job, I guess. He compliments yep. the other two, but the one actually <laughs> fixing crimes he fucking hates. He's just like, no, I think you guys could have gotten mm. two meth. Maybe jobs. he's secretly on the meth. He's the... <laughs> Yeah. That's the big twist. That's his whole subplot. Now on to You know, I really enjoyed this uh, video that you did this week. It was just nothing but cold udders. (laughs) Cold udders. Really enjoyed that. All right. Now on to mine, and I will... The the acronym will reveal itself through it. But Coming Soon to TV Land is a show that combines two of the greatest, most beloved TV shows in American history, Golden Girls... And the pickup artist, and uh, it's about. <laughs> oh no! No! And no! 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 And it's it's Should about. Should I take my headphones off for this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's about three lifelong friends. They've been close as glue their whole lives, tight as glue, stuck together with it. And it's three men: Jerry Jenkins, and of course the oldest men. The uh, is was Sophia the oldest? Who was the oldest? Whoever. The oldest Moses. of the group who is known as Todd the Ripper. And they <laughs> come Todd. to Todd the Ripper. And they are the old pussy pirates. And here's <laughs> the thing about the old pussy pirates. They go they have the greatest grift of all time. They go from city to city, from nursing to nursing home. In a real wedding crashers situation, pretending to be patients at that nursing home in order to bang the old <laughs> ladies and get that, just drain their balls into a nursing home. And so, you know. First uh, I- is that the sentence? <laughs> yeah, that's the sentence that I wrote that's sending me straight to hell. Uh. Um. <laughs> and. Uh, episode one, they find they're out playing checkers like the old man from the Pixar short. None of them are playing together. They're all playing one game against themselves. And they come across this fresh-faced, young, 65-year-old man named Kyle. And they find out Kyle's gotten all the way to 65 without laying some pipe. He is a 65-year-old virgin. At which point, uh, Jerry turns to the Ripper and is just like, we gotta get this man laid. So they take him to a, uh, they, they take him to a nursing home, but like, he just don't have the right game. Like, he's spitting game that would work sometimes, but it just, he can't connect with the old ladies for some reason. 
can't fuck them right. And so he, unfortunately, the other three give up and they leave until finally he exits. Kyle exits triumphant. He's like, I did it. I did it. And they're like, oh, who was it? Was it the cutie in room 238? And he goes, no. And then the hottest nurse, the fucking best looking woman you've ever seen in your life walks out. And he's just like, this is who I got to take to Flavortown. And they're like, what? You got a nurse? And she's like, yes. And I'd like to make a business proposition, gentlemen. And this is where it gets real breaking bad real quick. Because she's just like, there are women all across this country who are just too old and dry. And it's your job. (laughs) It's your job to moisten them up for one last go, boys. And she becomes their pimp. And they go from city to city getting her hired at different nursing homes only to pimp them out to all of the men or to all of the girls in there. But also there's like this fun rom- like pseudo-romance storyline playing between the nurse and Kyle where it's a will-they-won't-they situation. And yeah, that's Old Pussy Pirates coming soon to TV land. <laughs> Oh, I was going to suggest the Golf Channel. <laughs> Dip the balls. <laughs> no! Blake looks like he wants to leave permanently. God, no! No. I ran out of steam halfway through. I'm done. I guess I'm just an old pussy pirate now, too. <laughs> I'm an old pussy pirate. Oh, that was... You know, Scotty, that was too perfect to even build on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, however, wait, I will wait, hold say. Wait, 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 oh, that, oh, oh, that's the, hello? Oh, it's the owner of TV Land, and he said he wants it now. Ew. Do, do you want to, he want, does he want to put it like, no, oh, you don't want it on, on your channel, you just want it live in your house? <laughs> thank you. Thank you for swinging yes. that dick, coming in and wrecking it. I wondered why, but now I know why you're the ripper. <laughs> Anyways. Lord. And if you threw an orgy, invited all the friends you knew. Do they ever end up at the Golden Palace? That- of course they would. <laughs> oh, yeah. You the biggest come would come from me. <laughs> okay, uh, moving the, on. We we got to do this while they would say thank you for doing. Come. Is there anybody listening? God, are you still there? <laughs> no, he has become deaf to our pleas. Hold on, wait. Who's this? Who's this on the phone now? Oh, our Dark Lord Satan. How are you doing? Yes, I'll be there soon. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for putting the horrible in the horrible premise. Oh, no, even you don't want me? (laughs) (laughs) How come you don't want me, man? I guess (laughs) now you are doomed to forever roam the world with your horrible, horrible TV pitch. All right, Blake, it's your turn, buddy. (laughs) Okay. So... V-I-P. It flashes on the screen. You hear a bunch of various animal sounds, and you hear this voiceover. The varsity football team at Sweet Jungle High isn't your normal team of anthropomorphic animals that play sports. Oh, no. 
For years now, the top players for the Sweet Jungle CEOs, they've been moonlighting as the Varsity Interspecies Patrol. Now, the VIP, it's a group of various animals from various different backgrounds. You've got, like, the, uh, the hot quarterback who's probably like a tiger or something, but you've also got some of the small, some smaller mammals who are, uh, like a ram, kind of as, uh, you know, one of your heavy people. I don't know football terms, so that, that's this is where this is going to go. There's also a bear that's real good at tackling. Um, the tackle bear. The tackle bear. And then you've got like a uh, like a lemur who he's originally just kind of uh, doesn't know his place on the team until he finds it using his special skills. The VIP, of course is also the only thing that stands between us and the forces of Queen Quetzal, the evil snake princess who is attempting to control the jungles, prairies, and forests of the world by turning normal, fun-loving animals into pests. Zombies under control of the Snake Queen. The VIP has only one way to combat this, through the use of their special animal abilities and they're fantastic shock sabers that can shock the pest out of anyone. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you blew the cotton right out of him. Holy crap. Uh, with this team's unique talents and abilities, the Varsity Interspecies Control can beat the Snake Queen back. And maybe they'll learn a little bit about each other along the way. That's your new Disney show. How do we beat how do we beat the Snake Queen? I don't know, Taser? <laughs> Basically. I, also, I believe her name was Queasel Corp. Blake, I think you got that. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's cross promotional. Sure, I'll let you have that. I'll just let you have that. Yeah. So, what are what are you some of your ideas that could be on our um on our varsity team for the varsity interspecies patrol? Firstly, I know each of them probably have a name like Jeb the Turtle, who's a running back, and it's a real funny <laughs> thing. But can can Tackle Bear just be called Tackle Bear? <laughs> Hello, my name is Tackle Bear. Is he gonna be like Ice Bear from We Bear Bears? Yes, he's Ice Bear. It's literally Ice Bear, but it's Tackle Bear. Uh-huh. Now, they're his cousins. They come and do cameos every once in a while. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's great. That works. Can they all be voiced by Terry Crews? Every character. <laughs> oh, you know that, like, the Ram who, like, loves to headbutt people, has got to be Terry Crews. I'm the blocker! I'm a block <laughs> Then I'm a ram them all! <laughs> also, I think you, you did the narration wrong, because I'm looking at the credits here, and, mm, yeah, it does say Patrick Warburton is the narrator, and I don't know why you were so high-pitched on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this week on Varsity Interspecies Patrol, there you Tackle go. Bear... He learns a little no, bit. No, no, he needs to be okay. No, 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 no. He's also he's the narrator and he's also tackle bear. Tackle. But the thing is, when he's tackle bear, he can only say the words tackle bear, tackle bear, tackle bear. How do you think we're gonna get out of this one? Tackle bear, tackle bear, tackle bear. <laughs> okay, the, so the, yeah. The implication is that when he goes home, he's beautifully well spoken, but like since he's trying to he's fit Bumblebee in, Bumblebee Man from The Simpsons. <laughs> When he, but when he's trying to fit in with the jocks, he's trying to be dumber, so he's just like, tackle bear, tackle bear, tackle bear. <laughs> tackle bear. You go home and he's like, 
Hey, Mom, you know, uh, it was a great day at school today. We really learned a lot. I'm keeping up that 4.0 GPA just like you wanted. Gonna get me into a good university. I can't wait for the fucking film theory about Tackle Bear to come out where they're just like, he's actually really smart, buddy! <laughs> yeah, and you've got... Concussions. They do a number. Your QB is probably gonna be, like, a generic, like, lion. Voice or by... something. Voiced by all Red Rangers at once. We get all of their voices together. I thought you yep. were going to say James Vanderbeek and... Fuck! No! Fuck! Jim just got the casting in one. It's definitely James Vanderbeek. Yep. <laughs> it's, the, it's the cast of Varsity Blues. Alright, Jim. Time for round fucking three, baby. <clears throat> okay, so you, how we do round three on this show is that everybody gets the same title and just one special word. Alright. Um, the title I had written down was Falling with Style. Okay. Um, I, I did write down some extra words just in case. Normally I don't let anybody switch, but since I didn't know how these words would go over... Uh, Scotty, your word is royal. Okay. And, uh, Blake's word is dolls. D-O-L-L-S. Dolls. Doll. Huh. Oh, man, I already had a great idea, but it turns out that this 1993 movie already did it. The dolls <laughs> came to life. And, Jim, your word for today is... Tackle bear. No, uh, it's, it's just bear. It's just bear. Oh my god. <laughs> I had an idea in my head for this, in case you made me do the same title, so yeah, this will work. Alright, alright. Alright, gumshoes, we've nearly reached Let's the end. But first, I want to remind you to give us more money by going to patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can support all of the BS Network programs from fun fiction to fight boys. That's right, and you get special perks like access to our exclusive Discord and shoutouts on the show of your choice every week. Like our Patreon saint herself, Deborah Moore, Scott Moore, like Miss Jenny Side. That's right, if you want to be like them, if you want to be a Patreon saint, just go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Alright, gentlemen, it's time to put the... The mouth where your mouth is and find out who truly is the best TV boy this week and Blake start us off alright our title for this one Falling with Style the circus is in town and since every circus was ordered to get rid of their animals by the government they had to get really creative so the carnies they went all out, and they created special androids that can perform feats unlike any other human being. They're strong men that can lift ambulances with one hand, which will probably be played by Braun Strowman in a cameo appearance in the pilot episode. Uh, there are also automatons that are actual, literal transformers. They turn into bumper cars and shit. Um, <laughs> the Ferris wheel talks to people. And finally, in the main event, the high-jumping... High-flying trapeze swingers, known as the dolls. You see, each of the dolls has their own personality and style. Please tell me dolls is spelled D-A-W-L-S. <laughs> no, D-A-W-L-Z. No, it's D-O-L-L-Z, but I'll take that into consideration. It's got three Zs. Dolls. 
Um, so each of these dolls has their own unique pro personality programmed into them. But the one thing that they share is a love for performing the death-defying flights of fancy on the trapeze. Uh, even for uh, an android like this, some of the things that they perform could lead to their complete destruction. Which leads but to Robot Dick Grayson taking up you can arms <laughs> with Robot <laughs> Batman. Yep. Um, everything goes great until things change. When Debbie, one of the most skilled and um, senior of the dolls, is tragically destroyed performing a maneuver from the big top. This awakens something in Mary, one of the newest dolls that have been rolled out. As she watches her comrade had fall, 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 and break into a thousand peoples, it awakens something in her. The spark of consciousness, perhaps? From then, she discovers that the world is filled with many wonderful things that she wants to continue experiencing. But her programming always keeps pulling her back to the big top and performing the trapeze. But now she understands that it could kill her. Now she understands what it really means to be a doll. She spends time trying to get all the other dolls to try to understand what she sees. And one by one, she gets all the dolls to experience consciousness. Some of them want to continue performing like they were created to. Others want to go out and, and experience the world for what it means. Some just feel sad that their friend Debbie couldn't get to feel what they feel right now. And the only reason that I wrote this pitch was so, like, the end of the season, which this is probably going to be, like, a one- or two-season show, can be played out by the trapeze swing or by Iron and Wine. Alright. <laughs> also, they might go full Westworld. I don't know yet. <laughs> Blake, I mean, you say this won't go multiple seasons, but you never know if it grows a lot. The fucking corporate's going to be like, we need more seasons. It's like, uh, so, well, at least they can finally cast aside the dead, rotting corpse of the Walking Dead for something. Yes. So this is an AMC. Th I can't wait for, well, I guess we can't have Chris Hardwick, but his robot brother, Text Hardwick, hosting uh, After, after Style. Oh. Uh, talking with Style. Talking, talking with, with Style. Yes! Talking yep. with Style, absolutely. All right, Jim, you're up, buddy. Okay. Um, oh, God damn it. Okay. So this is uh, Falling With Style. It is uh, uh, Welcome to the JWF. Yeah! Blake, Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, your newest tag team, the Gentleman Bears. <laughs> Blake, we are changing our JWF tag team now! Gentlemen, all right. The problem is, these two fellas think that the sport is real. <laughs> and Wait. the show follows as they try to, like, start shit, start throwing real punches, causing all kinds of commotion, and then all the uh, older, uh, like, veteran wrestlers have to teach them that, no, this is like a TV show with, like, stunts and theatrics. Wait. And so the whole season is, Wait, is uh, like... It's what? Uh, it's it's literally like what it's pro wrestling, so they're trying you, to like. Wait, what, Jim? <laughs> Scotty, please let the man finish his pitch. Okay. <laughs> That's the point of this. You think it's real? It's not real. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to really like ruin that that for you. Also, Santa Claus is really Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> 
right, you some bitch. You got two choices. Either you've been good this year, or you've been bad. You're gonna get a stunner from fucking old Saint Nick right now. Papa Zizio's gonna come fuck you up. Ho ho ho! What ho what ho what? Santa three sixteen yep. says I just delivered your gifts. So uh, the tagline for this is how will Scotty and Blake learn to stop being real and start falling with style? Oh, fuck yes, I like that. I love this. Because that is literally, uh, as someone once told me, the definition of pro wrestling is simply falling with style. Okay, I really enjoy that. I I don't know where we could take that, Blake. That's just good in general. I almost think a movie might be better, though. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think it'd be that. better as a movie, like a one-off film where we try to, like the whole time we think it's fake, and then we won the championships, but even after people try to tell us backstage, we're like, oh yeah, backstage they try to keep this up too, but it's whatever. And now uh, they have to deal with having champions who beat the shit out of people every single week, which was kind of like when when Ryback won the Intercontinental title. Oof. Yep. It was, uh, it was Bender on Futurama in that one episode. yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought he was winning. Now on to mine, and my show is called Falling with Style, but I do want to change it slightly. I want to make one small change to it. It's now called Falling with Styles. <laughs> so Ryan Styles and his family, they, uh, they, it's the beginning is a real almost Beverly Hillbilly situation where they struck like oil or something on vacation. And they were in the faraway country of Lintopolis. It's a world ruled by the spirit of improv. And, like, cabinet meetings, no no one knows what they're going to be about until they start. And then they have to improv solutions immediately. (laughs) Like, there's no planning. Everything must be... Like, if you go eat at a restaurant, you can't order. Like, you can give them, like, I'm a vegetarian or something like that. And then afterwards, the chefs just have to throw some shit together and improv your whole meal. And any mm-hmm. type of writing or ways of remembering things, basically everything fucking Spaceship Earth teaches you about, all fucking gone. <laughs> you have to improv everything. No one knows the history. If you ask the history, it changes because it's an improv story every single time. And so Ryan... The Emperor's st- Joker. Yes. <laughs> and so one day, after a very successful day of improv in this country, Ryan is named the king of Lintopolis. And he is now the royal leader. His family is royal, everything. But see, here's the thing. Ryan, he don't know about leading. So now it's like that fucking, what was the king movie where the dude was king because he looked like the king and then he fucked everything up? That's what it is, essentially. And he's fucking up the leadership. And... It's like one of those shows where the main thing you go to watch is Ryan being goofy and all the random stuff, but there is a through plot line. And the plot line mm-hmm. that you just get bits and pieces of is that there is a neighboring country looking to invade. And oh. you have, you've guessed it. It is, in fact, the world of Drewtopolis, led by Drew Carey. <laughs> It's so, like, invasion is looming on the fucking horizon until the grand finale of this first season. And the show can keep going. It's kind of like The Office. The premise can keep it going while main (laughs) plot lines are kind of just thrown about. But the end of the first season sees them get invaded by Drewtopia, and the fucking battle for Lintopolis begins, which is ultimately won through the 
through the uh, coming and ultimate sacrifice of Colin Mockery. God, I knew it. Oh, Colin. Oh, Colin. Also- Is Colin like the old sage that Ryan goes to yes. like, to ask help on the mountain? No, 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 I like the idea the sacrifice is not a death, it's just he grows hair, and then he has to get rid of it, and that's how he wins the battle. <laughs> the battle? Uh, against Drew Tom. I'm hoping for a Clive Anderson cameo yeah. in this show. Yes. Uh, I also, like, I need uh, Duke Wayne Brady's forces to come in and help at a pivotal scene in the last moment. Well, no, 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 the theme song of the show is improv every week by Wayne Brady. Like, he gets an idea of what the episode's about, and he has to improv the whole fucking theme song, and it changes every week. So, also, one thing, um, like, Ryan Stiles' royal advisor is going to be Drew Carey, right? No, no, Drew Carey leads Drewtopolis. Oh, yeah, he it's said that. Be, it's Greg Proops, the court Greg jester Proops. and advisor. <laughs> Who's just there every day, he's like, I don't think this is gonna be a good idea. And he's just like, do it anyways, I don't care. And no, 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 he's like, I don't think this is gonna be a good idea. Uh, yes and, Greg, thank you very much. Yes and. Yes, and. Um, and this show will be on, uh, ABC Family. And the tag- Freeform, it's called Freeform now. No, no, ABC Family. And the, uh, <laughs> and the catchphrase for the show is, of course... Well, this is mainly the catchphrase for the season finale, and it's, This summer, the battle begins to truly find out whose line is it anyway. <laughs> I really thought your show was going to be that you just threw AJ Styles out of an airplane. <laughs> yep. And, like, the goal was for him to give somebody a forearm right before he hit the ground. And then I'm, die. Subsequently die. Yeah, if you get the forearm, you you win a million dollars if he hits you with the forearm. No, it's it's other people betting if he'll hit the forearm. And if he gets <laughs> it, if he gets it, you win. Because there ain't no way he's going to be able to get the million dollars unless it goes to his family. Are we going to just have, like, small cameos from everyone who was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, 100%. Like, Greg Proops is the court jester. Um, Jeff Kanata is... I like the idea of Jeff Kanata as a tribute to his Harmon Quest character is like a small goblin who lives on the outskirts of town. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, fuck, who else was on there? Uh, we just go through everybody who was ever on Who's Line. Yep. Um, since Wayne Brady, since he's singing the song, is the band that always played for Who's Line going to be the one that just comes up with the music every week? Yes, and actually it begins with Ryan being like, I want a song... In the style of Michael Jackson. And then the song man. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's falling with style. Like he goes through the whole thing. Yep. Does um does the spirit of Drew Carey come at the end of every week and tell Ryan how many um how many king points he's won? No no no, that's like in the f- finale. Is like that's their currency is points, so the points do matter. And Ryan is just <laughs> Uh, no, 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 that's the currency for all the countries, and Drew's, like, begging for his life, he's like, please, please, I, I have all-, all these points, I'll give you all the points, and Ryan pulls out a sword and is just like, unfortunately, the points don't matter, <laughs> and it cuts off his head, Oh, uh, so that was falling oh. with style, gentlemen. Um, and it's been an episode this week, where can everyone find y'all on the internet, gentlemen? 
Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And every week, I do two shows on the BS Network. This is one of them. Well, this is a, a horrible premise, but... Oh, wait. This time slot is one of them. <laughs> a horrible premise, or a yeah. load of BS, and fight boys. Jimothy? Yeah, I, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart, and I do a show with some asshole about theme park design. Yes! What's that show called? <laughs> that show is called Opposite Attractions. That's right, if you're down with OPP, check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp Trilogy, and BS versus the Gods. You can see Blake in a whole book thing. So, get that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just me! Just you. It just says Blake over and over again. All work and no play makes Blake a dull boy is the entire text of the book. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS. That com and make sure to support us either on patreon patreon.com slash a load of bs or get some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or if you want to get access to over hundreds of thousands of books make sure to use our audible link audibletrial.com slash bs network get a free 30-day trial of audible supports us you get something for free it's a win-win so make sure to do that leave a comment down below uh, if you want to leave episode titles, Jim, is there something they could do if we ever want to do this again? Um, I have no idea. I've... How about this? Do, don't you have like a contact form? Yeah, <laughs> just send it to like a load of purebs.com, ladies and gentlemen, or comment down below. Rate Rating is so important, I've realized as I started studying about podcasting because <laughs> there's a baby coming and I'm like, I want to make sure I could still do these shows with a baby. <laughs> No, like, legit, I went and told my whole family, and one of my, my uncles was just like, well, that means no more podcasting, and I'm like, I'm gonna show you, old man. <laughs> so, yes. We do, we do most of them after baby bedtime anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that shit. Hey, if old... the McElroys can do it, so can you. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. subscribe, rate us, please leave a good, like, five-star rating of how awesome we are. If you want a horrible premise to be a permanent thing... Which is one of my favorite things about this weird podcast Illuminati fight we're in is the fact that we can also do kind of like backdoor pilots for a bunch of shows. So if you want this show to keep going, let us know on Twitter at a load of pure BS. And I guess that's it for J this week. I mean, Jim, how did you end a horrible premise? Was it just the ding of the bell? Uh, yes. That's right. Fuck off. Into the show. Bing. All right. Ding, motherfuckers. <laughs>